Welcome back to A Quick Time Out, the podcast that fits into your busy coaching schedule. Joining us today is Coach Jay McCauley of the Walford Terriers. I had the privilege of meeting Coach McCauley back when he was an assistant at Furman, and then a couple years ago, our BJU Bruins team had the chance to play the Terriers when Coach McCauley was an assistant under Coach Mike Young, and now Coach is just a little over three months into his time as a head coach there at Walford. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time for us today. Thanks for having me, Tony. We're going to mainly talk about the first 100 days for you there at Wofford, but I actually want to start three weeks before the day you were hired. You all had just finished an incredible season there, going undefeated in conference and won the conference tournament and had a great showing in the NCAA tournament. But now the season's over, and then a week later, Coach Young leaves for Virginia Tech. At that point, what are you feeling? Was it, I'm ready for a head coaching job, just could be the place, or what were you thinking? Yeah, I think... You know, I'm no different than any other young coach in this profession. We all have aspirations, I guess most of us, to one day be a head coach. And my first 13 years of preparing for that, you know, I tried to do it the right way of learning and putting myself in position to, if I ever got the chance to be a head coach, you know, how would it look and how would I want it to be uh, moving forward? So, I was lucky enough at a couple other spots that I had chances to interview and, you know, I used those experiences, I think, to, you know, shape how I wanted to go about this process. And uh, certainly no one here or myself expected it to be that quick, but, you know, in life things happen, good and bad, that you just kind of got to roll with. And uh, I certainly was very flattered when the administration and our players thought it would be a, a really good transition to, to allow me to take the rein. So that's been encouraging, Tony. And, you know, obviously just making every day count. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do to, uh, to continue our momentum. And I'm looking forward to that. We've got a good group coming back and some new pieces and some new staff that we just got to get used to each other and start this next journey. So you get the job and and now what? I know that's got to be exciting, but I'm guessing there isn't much time to celebrate in a situation like that, right? You know, there really there really isn't. It's just kind of a it's a it's a it is the old cliche. It is a whirlwind, you know, cuz we went right into hitting the road recruiting and trying to finish our schedule and and trying to finish our recruiting class and then and then there's a new NCA calendar, right, Tony, that, that, you know, opens up different weekends to go evaluate kids. And, you know, there's no right or wrong way of doing it. I just kind of went about it the only way I knew how to, which was number one, I wanted to make sure our players were good and their families and reassure them. And they were awesome. Then I wanted to really attack getting a great staff, which I had my dream team choice and I was able to get those guys in a matter of 48 hours, which was awesome. And then trying to go out and get more quality people to invite into our program as far as recruits to wrap things up there. So there wasn't a whole lot of like celebrating or anything. Uh, I mean, I'm certainly thrilled, but we've, we've been really busy. You were talking just about the assistance and just talking about hiring assistants in general, maybe for a young coach. What does that look like? What are you considering? What are the things that are most important for you? Well, I just try to put myself back into an assistant role because the best staffs, and I've been a part of a, some really good ones, the best staffs are the ones with great people mm -hmm. first. So I wanted really good Christian men around me that, that were family men that I knew 
were about the right things that would bleed into our team in a positive way, you know, pour in their, their selves and their time and their family's time into showing them how to be good and productive citizens. And on top of that, I wanted to really inject some new ideas from winning programs into our current situation. Yes, we have won a lot here at Wofford. We plan on continuing to do that. Well, the only way you do that, I think, is bring in those two different qualities, which are good people from winning programs that may have some new ideas to shed light on in, in a program that's already kind of doing that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that was my two main criterias uh, in, in selecting that. And I think we did a pretty good job of that. At the D1 level, you mentioned that there are some changes with the calendar, and you all have the ability now to work with your players a little bit more in the offseason, especially going into year one. I'm assuming you're extremely grateful for the ability that you have with those guys, but I'm always interested to hear how a coach spends their practice time during those first few practices when you're with a new program or in a position where you're the head coach now. What are you guys trying to do with your players in those first few practices? Tony, that's a great question. You know, I think it's a a fine line and a balance that, you know, a young coach like me or a veteran coach like some other programs have, it's a fine line of overdoing things as well as getting them used to maybe some new things. Right. Mm -hmm. So the way we've always done it here at Wofford, people are always surprised to hear this. We're very hands off in the summer Mm. because the season's long and There's just a lot of things with, I think, overdoing it physically as well as mentally that can hurt you. You're not winning any games in July is is what I've I've kind of wrapped my mind around and hearing different coaches that I've worked with. And, you know, I think we've kind of continued that here, but there's also an element of they're new to me and I'm new to them. And we've got to do some things that are a little bit more structured. Mm -hmm. So we've adopted this thing of 30 minute skill and about 20 minutes of teaching and competition at the end, like body on body. And I think our players have really enjoyed that. They're getting used to maybe my voice in a different role, as well as going over some things for the new guys that weren't here last year. So we have a foundation in the fall to build on. And whether right or wrong, that's just kind of how I've went about it to kind of hold on to two ways of thinking, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And and I would assume you've been there long enough and you guys have had a winning culture. A lot of what your leadership is originates, I would guess, from the players that you have there. Is is that accurate? Yeah. And you, you hit it right on the head. You know, really good organizations or successful teams, I think, have internal leadership that kind of manifests itself and recycles the next year. And Mm -hmm. We certainly have had a lot of production leave and graduate off going off to better, better things, bigger and better things with pro contracts and jobs right out of college. But it's funny how many of those guys still come back here to be a part of our situation, whether camps, whether just to come by and see a workout. And that just kind of recycles itself into another team and another class that comes in and the internal leadership here is numero uno for for us in the summer because they're going to hear my voice and our staff's voice enough. But in the weight room, in those individual shooting workouts, a senior pulling a freshman after class to go shoot for 30 minutes, those are the things that separate us, I think, 
as far as a locker room to some others. Is there any part of the job that you feel has been either more difficult or different than you thought that it would be? Um, I would say uh, as far as it being difficult, I just think there's a lot more like day-to-day little things that, you know, as an assistant, you just, you're either oblivious to, or, (laughs) you know, the head coach just doesn't want people to know that you, you've got to deal with those things. And I'm the same way. I'm kind of a, a guy that just tries to do things the right way. And, you know, if I can do a lot of little things to take off our, our staff's plate, I want to do that. Uh, but it's just those little things on campus or off campus that you're kind of, you're trying to always promote how your program's doing things the right way. And that can be, that can be a little bit more time consuming compared to an assistant coach, you know? Yeah. This is the last question here and it doesn't really have to do with anything we've been talking about, but I kind of want to let you give a plug for your program for people who haven't been to Wofford to see a game. Can you tell listeners just how incredible the Jerry Richardson indoor stadium is? It's incredible. Um, It's a place that has all the bells and whistles and it's not too big, which I think was key. Most of our student body lives on campus. So it's within 200 yards of our housing we've led the league in the last 10 years in student attendance and we're not the biggest school by any means, but the scaling and the size of our arena and, you know, the attraction that we've had to Charlotte, Greenville, the beach, Asheville, Mm -hmm. there's been so many alum and new fans that like how we play and want to experience a game there Mm -hmm. that it's obviously been quite a game changer for us. And I think we're like, seventh on the list as far as active winning streaks at home it's certainly a home winning streak that we want to continue and it's it's something nationally ranked in the country right now yeah our team had the opportunity to play there the first year was open and it was it was incredible i'd take those visiting locker rooms over our home locker rooms if i could (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, it's a nice setup yeah the whole facility really just has a has a neat feel to it if you're headed up that way between i-85 between charlotte and atlanta definitely stop in for a game this year coach thanks so much for taking the time for us today thank you tony and uh best of luck to you guys and if i can ever help let me know just really quickly if you haven't heard yet about anchor it is the easiest way to make a podcast It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other platforms so your show actually gets heard. You can even make money from your podcast no matter the size of your audience. It really is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Coaches, one more thing before you're on to the next podcast. If you're looking for some more great coaching resources, be sure to check out phdhoops.com. Whether it's drills, plays, coaching advice, or coaching conversations, phdhoops.com is a great resource. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again at the next time out.